How do I find a new job? How can I make a career change? And the biggest question of all, can I really find a career that I love? Hey, my name is Jen Smith, and I believe career success doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. As a former HR leader and recruiter turned career coach, I get what companies are looking for when hiring top talent. What that means for you is an unmatched combination of insider knowledge and the best kept secrets about making heart-based career changes and navigating the ups and downs of job searching in today's world of work. Whether you're a recent graduate navigating the job market for the first time or a seasoned professional ready for a career change, this show is for you. So grab your coffee or your kombucha, pull up a seat and get ready to be challenged and inspired to move beyond your self-doubt and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm Jen Smith, your host, and today I'm excited to be here with you to introduce one of my favorite tools that will help you set new intentions. If there's one thing I love, it's a fresh start. The first day of a new week, the first page of a new calendar, the first step into a new project or an adventure. There's just something special about the first and the new energy. And I always find that any first is a great time to audit my energy and shift accordingly. Now, most of us are familiar with auditing our time. We look for areas where we're wasting it and make conscious choices to invest in other areas that'll bring us greater rewards. This is essential because time is a commodity that once we spend is gone. But what if we did the same with our energy? A personal energy audit allows you to check in and ensure things that you do daily generate more energy versus drain it, which we're gonna talk about more in a minute. But first, I wanna share with you the four dimensions of energy. This might seem kind of like an abstract concept. So I wanna dive into these dimensions. The first one I wanna talk about is physical energy. Physical energy is what most people think about when they think of personal energy. We all know that our nutritional choices Exercise routines and sleep habits affect our bodies and they play a significant role in our energy levels. But many of us don't demonstrate that we take it too seriously. We indulge in sugary processed foods. We keep our butts in the chair for far too long. And we lie in bed scrolling our phones instead of getting our much needed energy charging sleep. And then we complain that we have no energy. Luckily, physical energy is one of the easiest energies to replenish. So we can alter our physical energy by engaging in intentional movement, eating nourishing food, or even going to bed earlier. And from my experience, a couple of these really make a difference. Meal prepping is one of the best ways to help your physical energy. We all know when you're hangry, 
Grabbing something like a bag of chips or leftover holiday cookies is just gonna make things worse. So why not grab something healthy and nutritious that you've already made that makes it easy to pick that choice? I'll tell you, there was a time in my life where I ate frozen dinners in in between work and meeting up with my friends. I had no idea how to cook anything even remotely healthy until a major health situation forced me to learn how to cook my own food. So I traded apple martinis for green juice. I traded happy hour for yoga class. I felt a million times better. I looked better and I had a ton more energy. So one of the hardest things I think when you're thinking about physical energy and nutrition is deciding what to make. I'm all about nutritional and quick and healthy ideas. So I started saving all my favorite recipes and I've grouped them even by season to a Pinterest board. And I'll add that to the show notes in case you're interested. And if you are interested in joining us in the Gathering Ground Insider Community, I share monthly tried and tested recipes, plus tons of ideas for generating more energy in your physical being, your career, and your life. Hashtag nourish to flourish. So physical energy is number one. The next dimension of energy is emotional energy. Emotional energy often requires more effort to see a change. We feel stressed, anxious, overwhelmed when activities drain our emotional energy. The pressure to make changes can add to that overwhelm, making it a really difficult cycle to get out of. Our feelings of irritation and impatience can come from outside stressors or complicated relationships or even hormonal imbalances. But when we can control our emotions, we often find we hold a key to increased energy, regardless of any negative outside pressures that we might face. So here are some ways to cultivate positive emotional energy. Number one is to track your gratitude daily. There was a time in my career where I was so stressed out, I couldn't even catch my breath. I had so much anxiety that was showing up in my physical body and emotional body. So when that happened, I turned to gratitude. I literally made a list of all the things that brought me joy in every moment that I was feeling stressed or anxious, and it turned my brain around. It helped shift my brain towards seeing the goodness versus all the things that felt terrible and off. It was a game changer. I always stress when I work with folks that I can tell are in that same place. It's such an easy and simple way to help shift your emotional energy. Gratitude really works. Another thing you can do is express your appreciation of others to them. It feels good to give somebody a shout out or praise. Let somebody know that they helped you. Not only does it make you feel good, but it also makes that other person feel good. Another idea to help with your emotional energy is to spend time in nature. Nature grounds us and it makes us feel calm. I remember a situation recently, my head was spinning with all the things that I had to get done personally and professionally. I felt like I had no time to even get outside or go to the park, but I forced myself to go to the park, put my AirPods in, turned on the music, and immediately I was more grounded 
and I felt calm and able to start the day. Another idea here is to practice mindfulness or meditation. I've been playing around with a new ritual on Saturday and Sunday mornings. I've been starting the day with a guided meditation through Insight Timer. I love learning about intuition and energy, and this has been really a fun way to tap into intuition through guided meditations. So just a few minutes on the weekend mornings is such a fabulous day to intentionally start a weekend. You could also practice breath work and master the art of deep belly breathing. So I talked about this with my beloved friend and colleague, Kate Solis Silva, on the first Flourishing Together episode, which I will add to the show notes. So many of us forget how to breathe in the day-to-day stresses. So I would encourage you, check yourself right now. Is your breath in your belly like a baby or is it caught up in your chest? So if you notice that it's caught up in your chest, try taking a few deep belly breaths and notice how you feel. My guess is that it'll calm your nervous system and it'll calm that emotional energy and bring you back into the moment. Lastly, and this is a big one, you can work on changing or reframing your stories that are no longer serving you. So let me share a quick example of what I mean. So I have a beloved community member and in our initial meeting, she had recently been laid off for her job and she shared these stories about how everything was happening to her. So she was in this kind of victim mindset. And I understand that sometimes when things are out of your control, it can feel very challenging and you feel like the world is crashing and everything is happening happening to you. Although shifting your perspective to realize that every challenge we face is an opportunity to learn and grow and become more resilient. So after a little bit, I shared this perspective with my beloved and she began to embrace and learn from this setback. So instead of dwelling on her past and her misfortune, she focused on strength and wisdom and everything that she gained from the experience and saw herself as the author of her life. So she was no longer being passive and she was no longer a victim. And as we continue to work together, her attitude completely changed. She set a more positive outlook. She was much more proactive and landed an amazing career opportunity. And I saw a huge shift in her emotional energy by reframing those stories. Okay, so we talked about physical and emotional energies. Now, the next dimension of energy is the mind or the mental energy. I saw a meme the other day and it said, my mind is like an internet browser. 19 tabs are open, three of them are frozen, and I have no idea where the music is coming from. (laughs) Can you relate to this? I suspect that that meme had so many responses because so many of us feel like that through the day-to-day. We are fortunate to live in an age of information. Everything we ever wanna know is literally at our fingertips. But honestly, sometimes that's a lot. We're learning it all, doing it all, 
and feeling like we should be doing more. And that's why so many of us live with constantly drained mental energy. So my thoughts around generating more mental energy is to release the shoulds and the distractions and focus on what feels inspiring or exciting. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I talked about the distractions of email and being more present and shared how that has shaped a lot of this specific mental energy drainage from my perspective. So go ahead and listen to that if you haven't already. Some more ideas to generate mental energy. Get creative. Do something different. I'll tell you, I, for the past couple of years, have been going to these watercolor classes and just kind of turning everything off and painting whatever the instructor is sharing with us. Went to a flower arranging class. I've been cooking some new recipes specifically from Half-Baked Harvest. And it's just been really fun to get creative and just kind of play and let your mental energy go with the flow and kind of take a break of all of the things that you should be doing. Another one here that I've practiced in the past is making a list of your daily delights. Sometimes throughout the grind of the day, we forget what even brings us joy. So I like to make a list of these so I remember them and then schedule either one tiny thing every week or every day. And doing this gives your mental brain something to look forward to. It doesn't have to be anything crazy or fancy. It could just be one tiny thing that brings joy. Maybe it's pizza night on Mondays instead of Fridays. So Mondays are more enjoyable because you have pizza to look forward to. I don't know. Just write down your daily delights and then schedule one thing every day or every week that gives you something to look forward to. Now, the last energy I want to talk about is the spirit. This is the connective energy. Spiritual energy is the most important and most overlooked form of energy. This energy comes from living with meaning and a sense of purpose. So your energy levels rise when you work and your daily activities are aligned with your values. When there is misalignment, your energy is going to be drained. Feeling powerless in a workplace, feeling disconnected from others, lacking direction for your future are all signs of drained spiritual energy. To cultivate your spiritual energy, you might consider a couple things here. Maybe working in a field where you do what you do best and what you enjoy. That's kind of the foundation of heart-based career planning. You can spend devoted time and energy to the areas of your life that matter most to you in this season. It'll probably change, but making sure you're creating time and space for areas of your life that are your priority is a big deal. You wanna live and work in a way that supports your core and lifestyle values. So I know flexibility is a huge piece of this for so many people that I talk to. And I've shared uh, some thoughts on this in the past. There's another episode dedicated to flexibility, which I'll add to the show notes. So those are the four dimensions of energy. So as a recap, they are physical energy, emotional energy, mental energy, and spiritual energy. 
If you want to learn more about this or even uh, think that your energy might be heading into crisis mode, the Energy Project has done a nice job with a quiz. And so you could take this quiz just to assess your energy and I'll add that to the show notes. So now that we talked about the different dimensions of energy, I just want to talk for a second about clean energy versus dirty energy. So on a podcast episode, I spoke with Sarah Young, who's the founder and CEO of Zing Collaborative. She's also the author of Expansive Impact, An Invitation to Lead in Everyday Moments. And we talked about clean versus dirty energy. So clean versus dirty is a decision filter that Sarah uses to help her trust her inner wisdom. So she told me that before a lot of big decisions, she asks herself, does this have clean energy? And according to her, clean energy is free-flowing. It's like a clean river of water. It's balanced and it's crucial for good decision-making, clear communication, and strong relationship building. You can trust that the energy is clean when you feel seen and safe to be yourself. Dirty energy, on the other hand, just feels off. We're often unable to put our finger on it. Things don't feel quite right. The energy is imbalanced in some way or we feel unsafe. It's kind of like when you're walking somewhere alone and you feel like someone's watching you. That's dirty energy. So the next time you face a new opportunity, you can ask yourself, does this have clean energy or does it feel dirty? So now that we've defined energy types, let's audit your typical week. Let's share what an energy audit is. So every little thing you do daily is either energizing you or draining you. And an audit of your typical week can help you identify these activities. So what you could do is map out a typical week for yourself or review your calendar for the last couple weeks and conduct an audit. So what you want to do is include every activity that you might participate in, whether it's work, family, play, housework, whatever. And for this part of the exercise, include all aspects of your day and then start color coding everything. So I like to use pink and green. And so you could take different color highlighters or you could do this on your screen and you want to separate your activities into energy draining versus energy generating. So what are you looking forward to? What gets you excited? What's causing you stress? What's draining your energy? Identify those activities and take inventory. If you're doing something very specific around career and you're thinking about a career change, start writing down every single thing you do throughout the day and make a list. One side of the paper is it generates your energy. One side of the paper, it drains your energy. This will provide you with clues on what you want to be doing more of in your next best role. You want to notice the patterns. Brainstorm. What are the patterns and how can you subtly shift your energy by adding more energy, energizing activities and subtracting or delegating or removing those draining ones. The idea here is to make energy audits part of your 90-day seasonal heart-based career planning. Even if you're not feeling an immediate nudge for a change, energy audits are still a good idea. You can conduct them once a season to check in on your energy levels and make any necessary adjustments. This is a really fun and easy way to show a visual of what's fun and energizing or what's draining. Now, let's take all of this into a reflection exercise. 
This is especially helpful because we are in the new year and it can help you set your intentions for the year. So as you reflect on your past and you plan your intentions for the new year, you can further reflect on your energy by asking yourself a couple reflective questions. So based on my audits, what cultivated my energy this year? And how can I do more of that? What drained my energy? How can I automate or delegate or remove those drainers? Big or small, what am I celebrating? What are my lifestyle values and which ones feel out of alignment? How can I adjust or fix that as I move through this new season? And then from there, make a list for the new year intentions and turn that into your heart-based development plan, experiences you want to gain, relationships you want to build, things that you want to learn. I call this my learn list and I usually stick to one or two because I always want to learn all the things. And then craft the steps you need to take to put these plans into action. As a career coach, I'm often reminding my clients that work should cultivate your energy, not drain it. And it might be time for a change if your work drains your energy. When it comes down to it, my friends, nothing will change unless you take action. You can do all the energy audits in the world, but you must take action to make a change. Five minutes to flourish is my favorite time management hack. Here's the breakdown. Set a timer on your phone for five minutes. Take a deep breath and set an intention to do one tiny thing to shift your energy. When the timer buzzes, decide if you want to continue. If you're feeling that spark of momentum, keep going for another five minutes. If you're feeling drained, affirm that you took one tiny action for your future self and celebrate that. The bottom line is that you'll be surprised at how quickly those five minutes add up. Five Minutes to Flourish is the exact method I've used to tackle every single change and extensive project, and it works. So I encourage you to give yourself permission to try because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. That's all for today. If you like what you heard, please consider sharing it with a friend. That's the best way more people like you can lead flourishing careers. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you next week. 